Yeah. Well, I think there's there's really like because it's something like it's a kind of a thread I've been chasing through like the interviews, like the for lack of a better word, like the magic of creation, like where ideas come from, you know, like emotional impulses for actors, you know, uh, music for musicians, you know, it's it's a mystery it's but it's it's somewhere inside of you and it's just so weird to talk about and that I think that's the one thing that like the part of the myth myth building of acting is kind of left out that there's a process but there's also kind of that big question mark of okay I don't know where that came from but okay we'll use it (laughs) sure and on film additionally there's the like the editing that happens after <clears throat> like mm-hmm. it, it looks like that actor reacted in this way in their performance and it's like well that could have been frankenstein from another part of the scene with like dialogue overlaid so that it looks continuous like it's <laughs> it's part of the fun you know but it's like uh i don't know the secrets of the trade or whatever <laughs> yeah it really is like I mean there's so much that the craftspeople put into it you know because I think people think oh well you know the directors and maybe the directors but definitely the actors but there's so much else that go- that goes to it so I think there's that that top layer that people see and there's so much else under going on underneath that they're not even aware of yeah yeah and uh, frequently I mean, everyone likes what they like, but like a lot of the acting I like best is in, in kind of like invisible. I like to say, like you you can't tell that someone's acting. You know, you, you might think like all they do is like just walk around and be themselves, or whatever. it's like, <laughs> oh, buddy, if you knew how hard how hard it is to convince someone that you're just being yourself, like holy shit. <laughs> That's really, that's really one of the hardest uh, things. And I think it's one of the first things like a lot of actors have to contend with is just like standing in front of like a camera or an audience and going, (laughs) I have to walk now (laughs) and say stuff at the same time. And the the people have no idea how, how difficult that can actually be without being self-conscious. That's the first, that's the first thing. Yeah. Yeah. Audiences can read self-consciousness immediately. Completely, yeah, yeah, it's it's incredible. It's yeah, it's it's a fascinating thing to do for a living, and a fascinating, strange thing to do as an adult. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, so you, I know that you. Here's a question: um, You had to work with snakes. What was that like? <laughs> it was great. I love. I loved it. I, I like snakes. It wasn't an issue for me. So yeah, but just I mean that big, beautiful like banana yellow. Was it a python? A python, and I believe her name was banana. <laughs> her name was banana. Oh no, she was really, really sweet. Um, it was it was so cool. The um, the the animal handlers that we had um had just come back from or spent the day at a uh, a children's birthday party with all their snakes so they showed up with like i want to say 40 snakes in all these containers like separate oh my god containers. 
and they don't usually they aren't like strictly film people they, they do yeah. educational stuff and parties and things like that so mm-hmm. they, they were I, I think that's partly why they were really like not unsafe but like loose with the the animals like a lot of them were their personal pets which is true of, of most animal handlers but um there'd be a break and they'd sort of be like does anyone want to hang on to a snake <laughs> anyone want to play with a snake <laughs> it's just this sort of bizarre traffic pattern through the the living room where the snakes were people being like can i hold another snake can i touch that, <laughs> that snake? Like, yeah sure whatever you want um, and I was nervous at first because any like animal that you're unfamiliar with, like it will bite me. How can I hurt it? Like what, ha- what, you know, what are the things I need to be aware of? And they're like, well, I'll start with this one. This one's like my pet and she's super mellow. And it was like, I think an albino um, snake, just this like beautiful white and pink little, little guy and Aww. got used to that. And then they're like, now try another one. Now try two. And now let's put it here. And and then very quickly, I was like really comfortable because they, 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 they won't fall off you. They're used to like climbing things, right? So you just yeah. put them there and they'll, they'll hang on. They'll, they'll move around. And, um, you know, there, there was one snake and it was like, okay, so what if they bite me like, or will it strangle me? And they were like, it, 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 she won't, you know, but if she does, we know how to stop her from doing it. And we'll also see long before she starts doing it, that that's about to happen and we'll stop it. Okay, great. And if she bites me, like how bad is the bite? And they were like, I mean, it hurts, but it's like a bite. And then I'm like, I my cat bites and scratches me all the time. Like, I'm, <laughs> who cares? It's fine. It's yeah. Fine. That could be worse than a cat bite is basically what they what they told me. Maybe some of the bigger ones would be, but there was one that was like uh, this iridescent snake, like looked like it was covered in an oil slick. And they were like, you should see her because she's like so pretty, but she's mean as hell. So they had to like hold her head so she wouldn't like bite in. <laughs> <laughs> she's yeah. gorgeous, but she'll bite she's you. Yeah, but don't yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and then then, uh when we started going it was kind of like we'll see what the snakes do because they aren't I don't know if there's such a thing as a trained snake to begin with but like we'll put them on you we'll try and get them to to do whatever we know that they'll probably try to get higher up and like your head's warm and they try to get high and Mm-hmm. we'll just start shooting and see what happens and like they all de- they deserve acting awards they were so good the uh, banana at one point was doing this like living could the caduceus it's not the thing the the what's the thing that like the the egyptian headdress with the oh like the asp at the top yeah, it's like a there's like a anyway she was on my head and then just starts extending out and because <sighs> he's just like a hundred percent neck can like stick out like three or four feet and oh. then curled around the boom. It was so much fun. It was so oh fun. Yeah. And they were so strong too. So like when, you, you know, you see the part where I have like a lot of snakes right up around my head, mm-hmm. fully appear. It was kind of hard to keep my head from like moving very much. Cause they, they're just like. When they would move. Solid muscle. Yeah. They're just kind of like pushing pushing me around a bunch <laughs> oh and one of them had a had a um a bit of a cold so you could hear her like snuffling in my ear it was 
A snake had a cold? Yes, it's like <laughs> sort of a stuffed nose. Oh. <laughs> I all the stuff that you learn when when you're do, working on a film and when I'm talking to you. Wow, I had no idea, but that makes total sense. Sure, yeah, why everyone gets sick, I guess. Everyone can get sick. I don't know. Well, yeah, but also but also snakes having so much muscle cuz that's what they do. Their whole body is like they have to move without legs. Yeah. And when they're like on your head and like whole, your, your whole upper body is covered in snakes, you can really like feel that kind of like articulating motion. Cause you, when mm -hmm. you see them move, you're just like, I don't know how you, I don't know how you get anywhere. That doesn't make any sense to me, but it was kind of nice to feel this like rippling snaky body moving around. I don't know. I loved it. Yeah. I like, <laughs> love them even more now. That's awesome. Oh, and one thing that I noticed is that um, Meredith actually has like two groups of like women um, allies. She's got her friends in the um, in the museum at the beginning, and not that they go totally go away, but it's like when the Aranes, you know, kind of appear. She's got like another like set of female um I don't know if I want to call them friends but uh feminine support and strength you know because it's it's kind of like it's it's a weird mirror image of like the first group with the second group yeah and like again I'm trying not to get into too much into spoilers but I did notice that and I was just wondering what was it like like working with um because I assume like probably when you work on other films and TV, you know, you're maybe not working with women so much. What was, was it different working with like groups of women as opposed to maybe like, you know, with men and a lot more men than women? Um, maybe, yeah. I mean, it was, it was really important that M Meredith and her friends really read as like, friends with history that that like really hits like a real like a real relationship and mm -hmm. you you act right yeah so I don't know if this tracks for you but I find it a lot easier to sort of if you have a, a, a partner a spouse a girlfriend boyfriend some sort of like love interest to mm -hmm. put on the day and be like okay that's us we can make that look pretty believable really quickly mm -hmm. and um with friends like if it's like okay you two are best friends it's like how do you like what's the shorthand for that what are even the sort of like um touchstones to to make it clear that that's a real relationship it, it's it's really hard yeah um I think it's the nature of friendship you know that it's not a, a very prescribed like delineated thing it can it can be me so many different ways or whatever but uh so we uh Lakshmi and Tanya and I went for lunch um mm -hmm. when uh when I got to New Jersey and thankfully we really hit it off um it wasn't like to rehearse it was really just to like get to know each other and try to find things that you know what's a what's a dynamic with and you know a dynamic of three friends is always interesting too like so it was fun to play with that um 
yeah, so we spent some time just getting to know each other and like finding a rapport to use mm -hmm. and to it. Um, and then with the with Katie and Malin, the the other Furies, the other Irenaeus, um, we had the uh, sort of obstacle of two thirds of us being in masks, um, not saying very much really, um, and not even necessarily moving very much when we're together, but kind of appearing and being, you know, sort of like the the statue that he that he has in the beginning of the movie. And so it was like, how, what, what, how do we do something with this so that we're not just like standing there whenever like, and cut to them standing there and now mm -hmm. standing there. And um, we came up with a bunch of like basically tableaus, you know, prepared mm -hmm. uh, that we could sort of draw from. Um, and I thought it was really important that they, uh, there was no hierarchy between them, that there was no um, acrimony. Like they, they're good, like they are the Furies. They're, they're mm -hmm. good, <laughs> you know, like- you Yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna win, you're not gonna fuck with them. They're fine, <laughs> you know? So like, here we are, this is our thing. Um, we're right, we're gonna win and mm -hmm. care about what we're doing. And so how do you express that and also a relationship within that and some sensuality? So I thought it was important that they like touch each other sometimes that there's a, like, I suppose, I suppose like feminine, some of those feminine qualities. Um, so that was really fun coming up with different, different um, screenshot images sort of to, to, to work with. Um, there's that like, I thought it was the the like three of the supermodels, but I think it was actually the women from Twin Peaks that like magazine cover and they're all in jeans and their hair is all huge and beautiful and they're just like standing together beautifully. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that image, like, can we get, can we have a, a moment like that where we're just like luxuriating and in, in, you know, our ourselves and each other and whatever. Yes. Yeah, Your so, feminine um, beauty and power. Yeah. essentially yeah and righteousness and and you know um there's a certain peacefulness among them because there's no there's nothing not to be to feel peaceful about between them um yeah so that was that was really fun to work with um yeah yeah so um because I did notice, the, and it, it draws me back to like the manipulative nature of like Josh's character, that um, one of the RNAs actually does kind of um, indulge in that type of like, basically the RNAs can throw anything that he could throw at them back harder. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, you know the scene I'm talking about, I'm not going to say it for sure, but you know, the one where he he sees um Malin's character and it, it's just it's just whatever you whatever you can come up with we're gonna hit you harder totally. <laughs> yeah and uh, I wanted to ask what was it like working with Josh in those particular two roles um it's like the easiest 
thing in the world. The it was so he he and I work in a similar way. Um, and so it's nice once you start acting with someone and like, I guess what I mean, like we were both, it was different each take. So, so, you know, we were, we were going off each other a lot and, um, mm-hmm. actors don't as much work that way, which is fine. But, um, it was sort of like, oh, cool. He, he sort of plays in the same way I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we both recognize that in each other. So that was fun. Um, he's a really lovely, very friendly person and he's very funny. And uh, so when he's around, it keeps the mood light and, you know, 25 days of night shoots <laughs> outside, you know, it's, it's not, it wasn't an easy job for, for anyone to say the least, but Josh really made it, I think a lot, a lot better for everyone. Um, so he's just wonderful and he's a really good, smart actor and he's so game for it too. Like not bothered by anything or he never really let on, but I really don't think, you know, like I think the things that were uncomfortable, he had that um, uh, appliance on his eye and like, mm-hmm. you know, no one loves wearing that. So it's not comfortable. <laughs> in the eyes, it takes forever to get on. It's just, you know, it's a thing, but he's one of those people who's like, yeah, it's uh, maybe this kind of sucks in a way, but like, actually, this is really fun. This is what (laughs) fun for us. So like, it's great, you know, it's fine. Um, So yeah, I, I, I couldn't say enough good things about him. And plus like the way he played that character kind of blew, blows me away. I mean, he, he really, insists on making Bruce a, a person just mm. a person and that's all he is and that's all anyone is and um it's so effective you know um and hits sort of differently um rather than kind of like turning you know like a bad man into a monster in a movie um it it's really different to to never let him be sort of grander than what he actually is outside is outsized in a way and so you can laugh at Bruce um which is really really fun you know and I find like very cathartic to be able to (laughs) turn someone terrible into the butt of a joke is like kind of you know I mean that's great revenge in my opinion (laughs) oh no they they hate that they hate being made fun of case in point the the god emperor of twitter he hates being made fun of of course he hates it it's unbearable it's unbearable to them which is <laughs> hilarious and like in life they can cause so much they can wreak so much havoc from like on a, on a single person scale to entire countries or entire social media platforms wreak havoc and so it's really hard just to laugh at these people who ultimately it comes down to them having tantrums all the time like they just want they think they should have whatever they want and if they can't get it they'll have a tantrum and it's not funny Mm -hmm. but it causes harm (laughs) yeah in our movie like not you know that's the revenge he's you know he's destroyed by his own tantrum yeah (laughs) (laughs) whatever 
Well, in in a way, it's like they don't they they don't really have to do anything to him. They just wind him up and let him go. Yeah, and he does it to himself. He does, and I think he I think he wanted him them to destroy him because what a what a grand exit, you know, <laughs> of a king or of a god. Like like of course he's not being held accountable by a human woman who he harmed. He's like, no, no, the actual ancient deities have descended from the mountaintops to to punish me because I'm so special. And it's like, fuck you. You're like, you suck. And that's the end of the story. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, that, that, well, that's one of the things I love so much about the movie and particularly your guys' performance at the, as the Aaron A's is just like, you just make him such a figure of fun. You, you just, you just like to just, it's like just pulling the pin on him and watching him deflate, like, like one of those, like, big, like, seemingly big, like, uh, things at the Macy's parade. It's like, oh, no. Yeah, you really weren't that we let we let you mythologize mythologize whoa uh, <laughs> mythologize yourself into this big grand being and you're really not that you, yeah. it's like our tendency to give power to these monsters or tyrants i think tyrants is a better a better word for it but yeah yeah we, we hand them the power and one of i one of the most important lessons i think of the film you know i think it needs a lesson but one of the most important themes is that you can take that power right back you don't have to give it to them yeah 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 and i think like w w we give it to them in a way like because if you I think with certain people, with whatever's wrong with people like this, it, I think it actually causes them suffering to be, have themselves reflected back to them. They, mm -hmm. Or to be not even made fun of, but to be like, hey, you did something wrong. And to hold them to that, they, I think it weirdly causes them suffering. And so you know it's a natural response to be like okay you're suffering let me back off then I don't want you to be hurting and it's like but that's it's not like suffering for a normal reason like do you know what I mean like um it's not like I stepped on your foot and I'm like oh no I stepped on your foot I'm sorry yeah you like, know it, like it wasn't anything that they did it was just an accident you know oh okay I'm sorry yeah. you know I didn't mean it you know in fact it's like it, you stepped on my foot. And for some reason, me saying you hurt my foot is causing you suffering. And like, that's not my problem, you know? So I'm not- Exactly. It's okay, I'll go nurse my foot in private. It's like, like, no, my foot hurts. You did it. Say you're sorry. <laughs> sorry. And, and if not, like, then the, I don't know what the consequences will be. Like, we aren't gonna hang out anymore or whatever, you know? Like, yeah. I'm gonna say, God, what a person! Do you just stepping on people's feet? What? What do you mean? What type of person are you? Who are you? Knock it off! <laughs> no one likes that. Yeah, do you, this person will come to your party, step on your feet, and refuse to say they're sorry. Exactly. You, why would you want that person around? Exactly. You have nice <laughs> shoes. 
you know, don't run yeah. your shoes wrecked and your feet sore. Yeah. What if they step on your foot and break your toe? Oh my God. It can happen. It can you know? happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a weirdly apt metaphor. It's like, yeah, hurting somebody and then blaming them for what you did. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. Because you can't, because you can't handle the fact that you know you're wrong. Yeah. And you, you know, response, you won't refuse to accept the responsibility because that would hurt your feelings. So weird. Oh boy. Very yeah. weird. But that, in a lot of ways, I think that's the, the patriarchy yeah. is just like, okay, these people are the ones who are responsible for every, everything that goes wrong. We're fine. You know, we're telling you we're good. Everybody else is bad. The, these, the women are responsible for this stuff. You know, the people of color are responsible for this stuff, but me, I'm totally perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a weird it's a weird thought process, but I think even art has kind of like a part in. Um, oh no, I'm rhyming. Um, <laughs> it it has a part in it's certainly in the cultural discussion, and I think you know like this uh, this film in particular. I think it has the ability to kind of like change like the thought patterns that are ingrained in our heads and and make us question why we're doing certain things rather than you know like i said like you you said owning your own power yeah 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 i i, I like that about this movie that i don't think it's necessary to enjoy it but i there in talking about it it's really easy to to you know talk about really interesting topics, you know? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, is this an example of justice being served? Yes, yes or no. And then it's like, that seems like a really simple question, but like very quickly you realize like, oh man, what does justice mean at all? Mm -hmm. And then what does it mean to me or us or whatever? Um, yeah. What does it mean to the person who's actually doing the bad thing? Yeah. 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 And it's, you know, I, 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 I it's been a, a you know, a, a topic obviously for a very long time, but it seems like it's like really readily available and like much, much more out there right now, or at least it's, it's just something that is coming through my, through my algorithms a lot. Um, and, and it's such a huge topic and like, really there's like, like speaking about our justice, it's, it's, it's kind of like, uh, not something I think we think about very often. Like, it seems really clear. Like if, if someone does something bad, they deserve some kind of punishment. And it's like, okay, well, let's keep talking about this. And, and that, that actually might not be uh, an effective way at all to 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 address harm um you know defunding police and things like that it's like seems like one really easy topic to handle and it's like well what am i trying to say when you when as i've like pursued it and looked more and more into it it's like well there's an entire history of people 
hoof of activists working towards that, like defund the police. I feel like I'm like way out in the weeds now, but like, um, it's not just like punishment or no punishment. Those aren't the only options. Uh, there's like repair, restorative justice examples that are that are researched and, and things like that. And yeah, like I said, I'm way out in the weeds, but it's it's a really rich topic and something really worth thinking about. Yeah, well, I think that it kind of asks you to kind of open your mind to the idea that there might be multi-layered solutions yeah. to not just like our personal problems, our personal issues with other people, but to societal problems, which is essentially an extension to everyone's life. Yeah. Because we're all part of society. Yeah. It's uh, it's kind of just to say what's that cut out everything i that rambling thing i just said and, and just use your <laughs> very nice concept. okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well but yeah i mean it, it's just kind of um yes one thing would seem like a very like yeah punishment it seems like a very very okay pat answer we're done yeah which i think is part a big part of the problem is like we're not looking at the problem itself, you know, where the sources, where it came from, and then, you know, understanding it so that we could actually solve it. Everybody just wants to go to, okay, boom, problem solved, next thing, yeah. which doesn't really end the problem. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, if, I, I guess that's kind of the, the thing with that, like, revenge movie type thing is it's like okay someone harmed this character and then let's say she kills them in the end tortures them and kills mm -hmm. them the so they're, they're punished gravely and maybe through the course of that you know the 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 person who caused her harm or whatever uh really regrets that they did that maybe maybe not on the other hand yeah maybe they just die maybe they just die. yeah um yeah but then did what happened to her not happen because she killed them? No, it still happened. Does the fact that they're dead or tortured or maimed or whatever it may be, punished in whatever way, does that mean that she's not going to have to deal with the effects of what happened? No. And and now she's got this other thing to, to deal with, maybe like legally. I mean, I know these are stories and and, and like can't just transpose them into the real world but it's like well the cops are gonna be around asking her questions soon now so like that doesn't usually go very well for people in this no <laughs> so that's a whole set of problems coming down the pipe and yeah so and like, just how she feels about doing that yeah yeah you yeah. might not feel good about it and she probably doesn't really that that can't be enjoyable <laughs> i i I I don't think anyone can convince me that that is a an enjoyable thing uh, in real in reality on movies. Of course, I like to watch these movies too, but but yeah, yeah. Well, it well the good. I think a good example was you know not the one that they think of as the classic like um, God the the one that everyone points to normally. Uh, God, the revenge. Movie. Revenge movie. Um, on your grave. I spit on your grave. That's it. What? 
Boom. There you go. There goes my brain. Boom. Um, yeah. Um, Ms. 45, of all things, strikes me as more like a little more realistic because she does it because she's feeling so awful and it doesn't make her feel better. And if anything, it makes her spin out and do more horrible things. Yeah. 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 I think it's more realistic. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Totally. And it's, it's very, it's also very sad because she's, you can see that she's, she's really tortured, not just by like what these guys did to her, but also by the fact that she's, she's hurting people and she doesn't really want to, I don't think, you know, like she does it, but it's because she's so angry. Yeah. Yeah. And now she's she's one of the bad guys, you know, um, not, not, not necessarily right away, depending on how you look at it or whatever, but it like escalates or descends in a way um, that for like the first time I saw audition, I, I, it just broke my heart. I wept, you know, mm-hmm. the, 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 the needle scene, at least by that point, it was like, okay, here was this innocent kid who like, and now this woman who like just wants something nice. I mean, I think there's also some like mythology at play in there. Maybe she's some sort of a ghost or something. I don't entirely know, but it's like a now yeah. like, she's pretty monstrous. <laughs> like, holy shit. She, she, the, 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 the girl who was harmed, like is no longer, you know. Well, you know, I think you said it earlier um, that, you know, you don't like punish the monster by becoming a monster. Yeah. Because that's essentially what you're doing is you, you, you're doing, you're using violence to punish someone else, which is what they're doing to the people in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for, for whatever reason, you know, like, yeah, I think. It's just, um, you know, the whole thing, uh, the, it's that old saying, you know, like, I, the, old, the old saying, eye for an eye, is everybody blind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because eventually, you know, it, it's even kind of touched upon in like, you know, something like as a mainstream as Kill Bill, you know, where when she kills um, Bernita Green and her daughter's right there. And, you know, eventually that daughter is going to want to grow up and she's going to want revenge. You know, when does it stop? True, truly. Yeah. 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 I think it was a little thread that was kind of left there in the film. I, you know, who knows if they'll ever do a sequel. They don't really have to, but it was just left there kind of subtly to say, okay, where, yeah, this is all cool and everything, but where does it stop? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Which was kind of a subtlety I didn't really expect of Tarantino, but um but yeah, it, just looking back on it like with what we've been speaking about, um that kind of occurred to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who knows, maybe he would have turned it into a sequel where Bernita Green's girl old girl goes ham on everybody else. I don't know. <laughs> but um but yeah, they, I mean, I, I think it's kind of a, it's a question that we really haven't reckoned with. Like, what good is revenge, really? Yeah. 
Yeah. And that, you know, what good is more violence in the face of violence? Yeah. You know, of course you have to defend yourself. But, yeah, which is a separate thing, but yeah. Yeah, totally separate. But the revenge, vengeance, whatever, it, it, intentionally trying to hurt someone or kill them, that's another story. Yeah. Yeah. And the movie can be enjoyed without that conversation or conversations as well, I think, or I hope. But, but I think that's one of the things that I that makes me love it so much. Yeah, same. Uh, you know, I love that it, it's just so imaginative and it goes so many different places that normally this type of film would not go. You know, kind of the like the serial killer with women in danger and kind of kind of a revenge film kind of not it's kind of like both but it goes in so many different directions that it, it makes it in it makes the like the idea of the subgenres much more interesting and yeah it's true you can totally enjoy it without any subtext yeah 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 so um i'm going to ask you the regular questions so do you have any uh new projects that you can talk about um i have i have a small part in a movie coming out next year i'm not sure when yet um called island between the tides mm -hmm. uh, which is an adaptation of a jm barry one act play um sad spooky little film and oh nice sweet, yeah um and then some things Oh, hoping to hear back on, you know, that <laughs> yeah. never ending story. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm trying and it's honestly an agony, um, but I'm trying really hard to finish a script for a, for a um, short film that I'd like to make next year. So hopefully nice. I'll just get it done. Um, and then in the meantime, you know, apart from all of the holiday nonsense is um <laughs> <laughs> i'm uh, i'm uh, working with uh with a, with a group raising money to build um some sustainable long-term housing um for for skid row residents in la so really oh uh, what's the name of the group um we're i'm working with white people for black lives and the the group building the um uh, it's called Eco Hoods, and it's uh, the group building it. Responsible for it is LA Can. <clears throat> uh, okay. Yeah, and uh, it's a it's a really cool project, sort of a pilot project that um, we're we're raising the money privately for um, mm -hmm. to to show to the city like this is how much it can cost because I think the developers they use uh, you know are telling the city that it's seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a one unit to to build which is obviously not not a, a possible solution <laughs> yeah so i think uh, one of the things la can is doing is um we they, they have a, a plot of land that was donated um mm -hmm. and have been clearing it and are starting to build um the houses cost sixty eight thousand dollars each and they're 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 small but they're full houses they aren't tiny homes Mm. Um, full amenities and they're not um they're, they're they're different from the shelter system they're they're long-term you know people can use them as they like and as long as they need as, like so so full term 
full term. Yes. Perman permanent, yeah. mostly permanent affordable housing. Yeah. Um, that. Yeah, and there, I think there are 10,000 unused or underused lots, lots of land in LA County that are owned by LA County. So they wouldn't even have to buy land to do this. It's already in their possession. So mm -hmm. once this is finished, it, they'll, they'll be able to present this to the city and hopefully make use of that, uh, that budget they have to, to help with housing in LA. That would be great. Yeah, be awesome. And um, do you also work, um, I, you foster cats. Do you work uh, with Santa Dior is, is, um, or is that a, is another group? I work with a different group uh, worked because now I foster failed. We foster failed, which is to say we kept, we kept the kitten. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you fell in love. <laughs> um, uh, through uh, Kit Crusaders was the was the group that um, that I was fostering with. Um, yeah, but now we're kind of at like an animal capacity in the apartment. Mm -hmm. so no one will be able to foster <laughs> again. But it's so fun. It's so rewarding, and you get to socialize these kittens and you know watch them learn to trust and love you. Oh my God, it's the best. It's the mm -hmm. best. And then if you want to keep them, you know, you're first first in line to do that. So. Awesome. Now we have a little rascal running around. I've got the, this bruise on my eye here is because she got, she likes to eat my hair. So, and, and she like that snake is also like really snuffly. So it wakes me up. She comes on the pillow, starts chewing on my hair, but is like, like right in my ear when she does it. And I, I moved to and tried to get her away. And then she got scared and just ran across my face. <gasps> and oh no. Cut on my arm, but whoops. Whoops. I mean, that's it. You, you know that you're like really into your pet when they do something really irritating. And you're just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, when they're trying to eat your hair, your hair while you're sleeping, they love you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I want her to stop, but I, I don't really want her to go away because it took a really long time to get her to cuddle with us in bed. So, yeah, but you know, it's it's a cat thing. They sometimes they just do such weird things. You're just like, okay, what? I love you. <laughs> what are you? What are you thinking? They're so weird. Love. That's what. I, honestly, that's. I mean, I, I love I love dogs too. Yeah. I mean, you know, but I I'm always gonna choose a cat because cats are just so weird. so weird they have such personalities that I, I i i'm biased towards weirdos with personalities yes yes exactly uh we have a dog too and she's like okay what does she want she wants some food she wants to go for a walk she wants to cuddle the cat comes along and it's like what could you what could you possibly it could be anything what do you want and it who knows it could be like well i i want to sit there instead of you i would like to plant myself on your laptop for about two hours okay hope it's okay yeah, good night <laughs> <laughs> maybe i'll move in two hours maybe it'll be five i don't know <laughs> 
so cute. It's so fun. The door, no, I had a black cat and one day she disappeared. I was, I was frantic. I'm like, oh my God. And my ex at the time, I was, I, I think I hit him. I'm like, did you let her out? Oh my God. So I run, I'm running around. He's running around. We're looking for the cat. I come back in and I'm, I, I'm, I want to cry because I can't find her. And I'm like, I don't know. And I was just so distracted. It's not like I was looking for a towel that I was going to go take a shower while my cat was missing, but there was a cabinet right in front of me. And it was about my height. Like, you know, so about five, five feet off the ground, over five feet off the ground. I opened the cabinet who's sitting in there on the towels. I don't know how she got in there. No. Yeah. I just, I just about lost. I lost it. I was like, what is this cat magic? This cat sorcery. How did you even get in there? Oh my God. I'm like, you know that she knew she was looking, you were looking for her. Oh, totally. Yeah. Just sort of like, hey. Hi. Hi, here I am. Were you <laughs> yes, yes, I was, I was very stressed. Was, was that a problem that I'm in the cabinet? Yeah. No. Okay. Don't worry. I won't do this again. Um, I'll do it the same thing, but hide in a different place that you'll never think of. So, <laughs> exactly. He's like, oh, I love you so much. You're so furry and cuddly. Oh my god. So, <laughs> uh, oh, did you ever think of like what I interrupted you? <laughs> or did we cover it? Oh, um, I think I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Just wanted to make sure. I'm going to hit the unrecord button. Okay, cool.